Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wait, Winger? Winger? Is Kip Winger from Pittsburgh? Well, I, I think so. Well, no, his... stop talking. This is the problem. You go to the <laughs> Pittsburgh musical history thing, and they're like, TV on the radio is from Pittsburgh. And I'm like, no, 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 they're not. They're <laughs> no, the definitely drummer, extra mega not. Yeah, the One of the dudes is... grew up in Pittsburgh and left when he was 17 and never came back. That's not a band from Pittsburgh. And you cannot tell me that Winger is a Pittsburgh <laughs> band if Kip <laughs> Winger is not from Pittsburgh. <laughs> 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Fellas, we are on. It is on season three, 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Season three, subtitled, A Musical Road Trip. What do you think? Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds ben, good. Ben, Ben's all business in season three. We're ben, back. Boys, it's nice to see you. This is fun. It's great to see you. Uh, Jeff, catch us up on your life. How are things? Oh, dude. No, let's let's um <laughs> let's enjoy one another's company and do the podcast. No, things are fine. Child's children are healthy. Everything's uh, great. Spouse is healthy. I'm semi-healthy. Um, but yeah, I'm here for that. I'm here to escape life for an hour. Okay. So let's do this. Ben, same, same in Knoxville. Weather's lovely here in Knoxville, Tim. <laughs> Thanks for asking. All right. We, we are, a, we're just here for the escapism. Uh, but listeners, we're so glad that you've come back to us for season three. Uh, we have missed you. We've missed each other and, and doing this. Um, there was controversy from the jump. You see that we, we've decided on 50 places throughout the world, and we're going to explore the musical history of those places. We went with a random selection and immediately... By the way, you're using the first person plural, and I feel like that's not a good use of the first person plural. It really isn't. <laughs> the queen is dead. No more royal we. Um yeah, so we as a as a enterprise, um, and and Pittsburgh came out first. Ben, Based on what criteria? Like, like, just explain to us how this randomly occurred. So I put I put the names of the fifty places in a hat, and then I pulled them out one by one. Who who made the fifty places? That's that's also yeah. Like who who has chosen the fifty places? With feedback from uh, a committee, 
Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I can't wait right, to hear so what the what Iowa's defending. So we can just cut to the chase. Um, we have a new structure on the podcast now. <laughs> we have a much clearer. There was a problem with the org chart. There were too many cooks in the kitchen, or too many chiefs, or whatever metaphor you want to use. And so now we've gone to a much more top-down ruling class. Everything is and clear. Tim is dictating to the rest of us what's happening. So apparently he made a list of 50 places and then he chose Pittsburgh as the first place. That's what's occurred. <laughs> and both of you um, took issue. At, with, of No, no. Jeff was really nice about it. I was a huge dick about it. <laughs> Pittsburgh <laughs> is the true to brand. <laughs> the birthplace of American music. My issue is basically that we want people to listen to the podcast. That's my understanding of what we want. And if we're going to do it at our places, we don't, yeah. you don't have to choose New York or LA first. I, I get right. that for yeah. sure. Right. But you should choose a place where when you say Pittsburgh, you're like, <laughs> Oh, I can name five bands from Pittsburgh. I'm just going to choose between them. And that, that was not my experience of Pittsburgh. Uh, that being said, my yes. wife's dad's whole family is from Pittsburgh. We no have kidding. several dedicated Pittsburgh listeners. Hi, Joe. And uh, they're thrilled. They're thrilled no. with our choice. So they are excited. I'm huge points in my house for starting with Pittsburgh. So that's uh, been really good. Have either of you been there? Yeah. Okay. Well, what I think? rang in New Year's yeah. 2018 19 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've been to Falling Water twice. And my mom's sister lives in Grove or lived, she's passed in Grove City, Pennsylvania where my aunt and uncle were both professors of Grove City College, and it's just an hour north of Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh's a big town. So I am weirdly quite familiar with Western PA and Pittsburgh PA. And we're still against it. (laughs) No, that may be even more against it. I actually (laughs) like Pittsburgh. I have no beef with Pittsburgh. It's Um, just for a music podcast, Pittsburgh is not an epicenter of music. Jeff, uh, did you see any bands when you were in Pittsburgh? No, no, I did not. In fact, I, as you know, I've played a gig in uh, 49 oh. of the 50 states. Yeah. And I've never played Pittsburgh. Oh. So I've played in Pennsylvania like a lot of times, two dozen maybe, but I've never actually, we never got a Pittsburgh gig. We played it, Cleveland, okay. but we drove it's right Not through. a big college town. <laughs> not a big college town. It's okay. Although Tennessee just beat Pitt in football. So yeah. Ben, you yes, should be that's a another reason winner. why Timmy apparently picked Pittsburgh first is to just kick another hornet's nest. Where literally <laughs> Tennessee just played Pitt in football. <laughs> so this is going to win you over because each week we're going to pick a song by the favorite son or daughter of this place. So you look at Pittsburgh and all the musical acts that have come from Pittsburgh. And what we do is we pick the most popular act, the favorite son, the favorite daughter, and then we pick their most popular song, Jeff Simons, Hit It.
rub me the right way. <laughs> I assume that lyric would have made you really uncomfortable, Tim. <laughs> I loved I Dream of Jeannie. Um, yeah. Christina Aguilera, I think, is our top daughter of Pittsburgh. Kimmy, you didn't want to choose Stephen Foster, the father of American music, Stephen Foster? We I thought for sure we were going to get Oh Susanna. We are going to be talking about him a little bit later. I felt that the kids might not connect with minstrelsy. What about Tommy James and the Shondells with I Think We're Alone Now? Oh, or Christopher Persuasion. What a song. I know. Controversy will reign with this particular segment <laughs> on the podcast. Um, all right. Some fun facts about the city of Bridges, a.k.a. the Steel City. Um, let's go. When was the city founded? Let's see who gets closer to the date. Jeff Simons, when was Pittsburgh founded as a city? I'm just terrible at this. Uh, it's not Indonesia's population. 1700. 1700. Ben Barton? Oh, it's just closer. 1701. It's definitely yeah, like, that it's is like 1750 or something like that. 1758 yeah. is the correct answer for Pittsburgh. Uh, all right, uh, population metro area. Ben, you have to go first this time. Pittsburgh's population. So we're going metro area, not the city limit of Pittsburgh. That's correct. Metro area. 1.5 million. 1.5 million and one. <laughs> 2.4 million in the metro area. Pittsburgh, it's uh, it's growing. This little. Is it actually growing? I. No, I have no idea. Um, its <laughs> motto is the Latin term benigno numani, which means what, Jeff Simons? It means yin's going to get some yingling. <laughs> it, it, it means by divine providence. Well, that's <laughs> not what I hear my Pittsburgh friends say most. So, <laughs> <laughs> But the most important contest each and every week will be the compilation contest where I have put together a compilation of songs that mention the place. I've got 12 songs. I would like the two of you to act together as a team. I'm already, I'm always pitting you against each other. What if you have a pen, pencil, notebook, paper, and you listen to this compilation. And if you get seven or more artists you guys win the prize. Are you ready? Well, I just first want to say nothing lights up a podcast like get out some pen and paper. <laughs> that really, that makes for some kick-ass radio right there. That's right. All right. On another so, topic, uh, the Pittsburgh City. Yes. Uh, hey, Tim, what decade was the peak population for Pittsburgh City? Ooh. The city itself? The city itself. So it's got to be like 74. 1970 is at 520,000, down 14% from 1960. Wow. wow. Uh, the peak is 1950, 676,000. And then it's just they bleed people through 2000. <laughs> and they're at 302,000. Now, this is the city, right. the metro area. Oh, by the way, where'd you get your numbers from? I have 1.7 as the metro area in 2016. I went with the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually won this, by the way, then. 
<laughs> no, 1.5 and 1 is closer to 1.7. That's correct. That's true. All right, so I should hit play on this, and Ben and I are just frantically trying to figure out these songs. Is that right? You're trying. All you have to do is name the artist. All right, and, and there are need, twelve. If you need to listen to it twice, I'm sure our listeners won't mind. They'll mind. We're gonna do it in one. Here we go. She just go and lay your hand on the Pittsburgh Steelers band. Pittsburgh town is a smoky old town. Pittsburgh. I come in Pittsburgh. Last Thursday night in Pittsburgh, PA. And I ain't no hipster girl. I can make your hipster from Pittsburgh. Smoke papers over Swisher. There's a pawn shop on the corner in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They're really rocking in Boston and Pittsburgh, PA. Cloudy out in Pittsburgh. Kathy, I said, as we bought a degree out in Pittsburgh. But I'm not dead. I'm in Pittsburgh. And that is it. Now, wait, you might have skipped the first one. Play it again. I didn't, I didn't skip the first one. You got them all? Okay, great. Yeah. It was quick. The first one was like two seconds long. Yeah, do it again. She just go and lay your hand on the Pittsburgh Steelers band. Pittsburgh town is a smoky old town. Pittsburgh. Girl, I can make your hipster from Pittsburgh. Smoke papers over Swisher. There's a pawn shop on the corner in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They're really rocking in Boston and Pittsburgh, PA. It's cloudy out in Pittsburgh. Kathy, I said as we bought a degree out in Pittsburgh. All right. So I counted 11 artists. Uh, Not that I know very many of them. Oh, you got 11? I counted 11 artists. I've got a bunch of question marks. You and I are going to work together on this. We're not in competition. Yeah, there are definitely definitely 12. So you miss her. Second, I just want to note, this is the first thing that's worked. I love this. This is a fantastic idea. I'm really, really into this. That was actually super fun. Thank you, Tim. All right. This was really, really hard and time consuming for you to do. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, let's go. Pittsburgh. Okay. Did you get the first one, the Steelers fan one? Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that that's the Monday night football theme by um, whatever that guy's name is. Not the actual good one. It's his son who does the Monday night. Oh, Hank Williams Jr.? That's what I think. Okay, I mean, I have no better answer than that. That's a great... I think it's probably a local, like, Pittsburgh Steeler, like, fan thing from the 70s because it sounds a lot shittier than the Monday night theme, but... You guys are so close. That was Charlie Daniels. 
Well, I know oh. that, but it's not in the Charlie. That's not in the Devil Went Down to Georgia, right? He's got a different no. song. Yeah, he's got more than one song. Yes, De- Charlie Daniels. Well, band. I mean, that's it's the exact same song as yeah, Devil well. Went Down to Georgia. Okay, song Fair number enough. two is James Brown from Living in America. Excellent. Uh, oh, that's a great fa- one, Jeff. Made famous by Weird Al, uh, Living <laughs> with a Hernia. <laughs> then I don't Weird know, Al. and then I don't know. The fourth one is an is a blues song, and I. My original thought was Money Waters, and then it sounded like a dude trying to sound like Money Waters. You're never gonna get this. So I'll get. I'll just say it. Uh, Kansas, I think Rockers, Moreland, and Arbuckle. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I would have taken us a minute. We would have been here a while before we got to either Moreland. Or you might have said Garfield's owner's last name, and I would have gotten Arbuckle. Now the uh, the one before that, Sing Along Bill. If he were here, he would have gotten it. That was Pete Seeger covering. I had Pete Seeger. Wait, no, 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 oh, no. you didn't. Oh, Pete sorry, Seeger sorry. written down. I don't right, have it in order, Seeger. but I had Pete Seeger written down. Oh, awesome! Pete Seeger is correct. Right, we're two of four. We're two out of four. Yep. Then it's Bob Dylan from uh, some song I can't remember, and then there's the one I didn't get after Bob Dylan. Uh, the Bob wait. Dylan song is "Lo and Behold." Uh, Lo and Bob Behold, and right band. from the Basement Tapes. Yeah, right. Okay, wait, I, but I didn't do it in order, so let me just name some things. Okay, okay, name some things. All right. There's a Mac Miller song in there. Excellent. Nice. There's a Chuck Berry song in there, obviously. That one just, just made me super happy. Hopefully, yeah. we just do every town that's in that song, because then I just keep <laughs> hearing that song over and over <laughs> That's here. great. Springsteen. Yep. Yep. Simon and Garfunkel. I, and I have written down fucking dumb Simon and Garfunkel, so that's just <laughs> to clarify where I'm at. And then the guys. last song... That's I had Pete the, Seeger. I had Bo Diddley as the blues guy, but it's not Bo Diddley. No, no, it's it's not. Um, so is that Mac Miller the song that I thought was ELP? That's, yeah, that's Ma- a Mac Miller song. That's uh, Mac Miller, uh, Frick Park Market. What's the whistling horrendous song that? Oh, Tim that's it. So that, that's a weird country duo, right? That's a male and a female. That's the biggest hit that has the word Pittsburgh in it. No, it's the biggest hit that has the word Pittsburgh in it. It was a top five hit in the fifties by Guy Mitchell called Pittsburgh, oh. Pennsylvania. And then the last song is Black Francis, but I don't know if it's the Pixies or if it's Black Francis. Isn't that him singing the last song? It is Frank Black. I'm not dead. Frank I'm Black. in Pittsburgh. Wait, is two, there an old '97 song stuck in there somewhere or no? No, they the it was a a band called Bottle Rockets. The bars on right. that's in there. Yeah. Oh fuck! I called it the old '97s and it's the Bottle Rockets. Okay, I was close. wait. Who are the close. who are the Bottle Rockets? I have no idea. They're they're similar to all '97s. Yeah. They're another yeah. like alt country but we uh, got rockabilly eight. act from Texas. You guys kicked butt. You got eight out of twelve. You know that means it's going to give us much shorter uh, clips <laughs> moving on. By the time we get to New York City, it's going to be like, right. like it's going to be impossible. It's it's going to be really really hard, especially with New York City. All right, well, good job on that. Let's go. It's season three. The ads don't stop. They're the ones paying the bills. I don't know if they're paying the bills, but let's uh, let's go now. All right, so <laughs> Pittsburgh, Ben. I know you're down on Pittsburgh, but let me just throw some bands at you that I think you'll appreciate because you have a, a kind of a hair metal, heavy metal kind of. Oh, we're going to go Brett Michaels right out of the gate. We're going to go Brett Michaels right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. I mean, that's a good luck with that, Timmy. Poison, Winger. Wait, Winger? Winger. Is Kip Winger from. 
Pittsburgh? Well, I, I think so. No, his- stop talking. This is the problem. You go to the <laughs> Pittsburgh musical history thing, and they're like, TV on the radio is from Pittsburgh. And I'm like, no, 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 they're not. They're <laughs> no, the definitely drummer, extra mega not. Yeah, the one of the dudes is. grew up in Pittsburgh and left when he was 17 and never came back. That's not a band from Pittsburgh. And you cannot tell me that Winger is a Pittsburgh <laughs> band if Kip <laughs> Winger is not from Pittsburgh. Uh, what about Trent Reznor? Trent Reznor may, in fact, be for Pittsburgh. But I got I got two artists that I really like. I really like. I got two artists who have a bunch of good songs that are absolutely from Pittsburgh. One is Donny Iris, the guy who did Aaliyah and Love is Like a Rock. And the Rave Ups are from Pittsburgh. And they have that killer song on the Pretty in Pink soundtrack called Positively Lost Me. So the, I'll shout those two bands out. That's really cool. And, of course, you know who else is from... Um... Pittsburgh, Amy Rigby, who will appear on this very podcast at the end. We did a, a, a quick little interview with her, talked to her about her history with Pittsburgh growing up here and some of the bands she saw uh, and some of the gigs she had. So it's a really great interview coming up after us yahoos are done. Jeff, what do you want to say about Amy? Oh, I just, uh, you know, Amy's, if you go to Spotify to check out Amy's stuff, her, some of her best work is not on there because it's tied up in record company hell. So you got to go to Bandcamp. But the record, if you're our age, the record you'll remember and be like, oh, right, this was a great record. It's Middle Essence. That's her. That's where you want to start with Amy Rigby, I think. I really love that. Um, The first four or five tracks on Middle Essence are, uh, are slamming so thanks for being on amy and yeah that's that awesome uh, little that, product placement <laughs> is that uh sleeping with joey ramon isn't that one of her songs? no that's much later this is um, yeah it's good stuff and she's also got a memoir out uh you can check out called girl to city uh and jeff you've been reading that yeah she tells the story of like she tells a really great story ben about seeing elton john uh <laughs> as her first concert at the pittsburgh civic arena and just being like okay that's it how do I get the hell out of this town and do that? And she runs away at seven. She like gets a GED and runs away uh, at 17 to CBGBs and is like a shadow part of that whole scene and then becomes her own thing. It's pretty great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. it's a cool story. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh, also a hotbed of two musical genres we've never spoken about on this podcast. Uh, do either of you know anything about doo-wop? Definitely I know that it's a thing. I'm not a big doo-wop guy, um, but you're right that Pittsburgh is like the hotbed of doo-wop. When I was looking at uh, at research, I was like, boy, there are a lot of, a lot of one-off, doo-wop bands I one-hit wonder about. doo-wop bands from Pittsburgh. Yeah. And so. then, all right, so if he spoke about doo-wop, you could speak, Ben, about this next genre, polka. For those of you listening at home, Ben is not speaking. Ben is shaking. <laughs> uh, but a pretty good hip-hop scene. Uh, not only Mac Miller, was Khalifa, Chevy Woods, Pittsburgh Slim. As a matter of fact, that gets us to our arrival song. I feel that every road trip, uh, you have to have a certain song that plays when you come into the city, you enter the state, you arrive and you're excited about this place, and you're going to play a song that gets you pumped up. And so we've got our Pittsburgh arrival song right here. And this is, we're doing yours first, correct? 
this, this was, is, you are speaking for all of us. This is all of our arrival songs. This is Tim is driving and he's got the, yes. the radio. Yes. And he's you like, here's the in, Pittsburgh song, and we get to complain. Here we go. You're in the back. Yo, she's calling me. Hey. Hey, yo, I was just about to record. Where are you? Uh, I'm still in the Berg. Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, the city they say yens, put fries on their sandwiches. What's so great about Pittsburgh? What did you just? All right, let me ask you this. Uh, was Lydia real? Pittsburgh! Where legends are told? Pittsburgh! The city of steel? Pittsburgh! Who go in the gold? Pittsburgh! Girls giving me digits, I'm crossing the bridges, it always be cold. Pittsburgh! I rap like a yellow cause they never fold. We're nothing like you, the four and two. The rages are lit and pit. The, the people don't quit. The bird, the bird. That's an arrival song. What do you think? That was good. That made me happy. <laughs> Have you guys ever that heard? That was of- a song that is about what it says that it's about. Which I Have really you guys appreciate. ever heard of Cool Cool Raph? I have not. He got me not. hyped to go to see Pittsburgh, and she's like, "What is Pittsburgh? What's so big about Pittsburgh?" He's like, oh. "He gets all excited." What to do in Pittsburgh? Top five things to do in Pittsburgh. You guys tell me if you're in or out on these recommendations. Actually, you know, I think it's TripAdvisor. All right. Uh, the Phipps Conservatory and Botanical Gardens. Are you in? I did that. That was fun. Yeah, good. In. in. I'm definitely in. Anytime you got gardens, flowers, I can breathe good oxygen, I'm in. Uh, Mount Washington. Is Am I looking at it or am I scaling it? I think you're walking on it. There are trails above. Am I walking at the bottom? I mean, like, you know, if I'm hiking in and around it, I'm all in. But I don't want to crampon my way to the top. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, What about Ben? You might have actually been here. PNC Park. Did you go to a game? Uh, So I've been touring the baseball stadiums. And I've been to 26 Major League Baseball stadiums. And Pittsburgh is not one of them. My whole family. I did go see a Steelers game. Have okay. been to a, a couple of Pirates games. B, uh, Suze took B to Pittsburgh for a week okay. to see the fam, and they went to a couple of games. I have, I have photographic evidence. So we could, we could, uh, we could all go there together as a podcast as well. The PNC. But if Heinz Field comes up, I did go to a football game with my uh, my family when we were there. Oh, how about that? Sadly, it did not make the top five. What about uh, the Duquesne Incline? Oh, I did do that. That's that was that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a that was just a uh, like a, a weak little train that goes up a hill. Okay, a weak little train, not uh not so great. Finally, bicycle heaven, a bicycle museum in Pittsburgh. Either of you go there? No. Would you go I, there? I, I, I mean, was actually in d- Pittsburgh and I chose not to go to that. So apparently the answer to that is no. Well, yeah, how but, many days uh, am I in Pittsburgh? Because if I'm there for like one night, probably not. But if I'm there for six, because the car broke down, I'm definitely all over bicycle heaven. Bicycle heaven. It sounds pretty great. All right. We're going to move on to our three songs or events or people or venues. Uh, In just a moment, I've got some leftover trivia. Jeff Simons, you know who Alan Livingston was? I do not. Chairman of Capitol Records. Signs the Beatles. No, he did not, but okay. I, my Pittsburgh website, which told me that Winger's from Pittsburgh. We're just exactly <laughs> right. The Beatles are from Pittsburgh also. I don't know if you knew <laughs> yeah, that. That's amazing. That's it why Pittsburgh's so like great. 
<laughs> Maybe he's the guy who let who signed them to the American deal, but he is That's not probably who signed right. The That's probably right. right. I will I will speak to the interns uh, about clearing some of this stuff up. Uh, great jazz scene. The Hill District featured the Crawford Grill, the Savoy, and the Hurricane Club. Back in the 40s, Pittsburgh was hopping. There are a couple of huge jazz guys from Pittsburgh. I was super impressed. Art Blakey is from uh, Pittsburgh. And George Benson is also from Pittsburgh. So I love George Benson. Uh, And then if we're going way, way, way back, Ben Barton, then we're going to get to Stephen Foster, the father of American music. He's the one that provides music for so many of the minstrel shows. Do I get a chance to just bury Stephen Foster? I was going to say this spot. Can we can we push back? First on of all, fucking, okay. if there's anything worse than a southern racist, it's a northern racist. Oh, like propping up goes. the south. This guy's the worst. The worst. Hey, Timmy. Yes. Guess what? The third line of my old Kentucky home. What word it includes? Uh, it <laughs> includes the words darkies. Yeah, so the now that it's the actual fucking state song for Kentucky, yeah, they changed it to old folks. Yeah. Which I was like, oh man, the worst. This dude apparently was never like spent one week in the South on his honeymoon, knows nothing yeah. about the South, and yeah. did nothing but write hideous songs about the South. The worst. Um, and by the way, the birthplace of American music, like that could actually be embarrassingly true. This could be what American oh, music is. Totally. It's just annoying white racists stealing from black people. So, so Ben, you'll love this. They recently, I think within the last three or four years, removed the statue of Stephen Foster. The statue is of a black man sitting by the knee, uh, playing the banjo. He's sitting by the knee of a white man composing the songs. Oh my God, that it's actually a, a like... statue of the of the theft itself. Keep and, playing that banjo, man. And the the, the <laughs> note was they haven't they haven't yet uh, reestablished where it's going to go or anything like that. Um, that in Foster's defense, he was apparently an abolitionist and did give money to that cause and wrote abolitionist songs too. But all of his most famous songs are racist songs. I'll just leave it at that. Well, I, I, I'm, I am going to push back because um, I teach Stephen Foster and, and we kind of revisit some of his lyrics. And there's a song called uh, Ring Ring the Banjo. Um, and we, we look at this fourth stanza where it says, early in the morning on a lovely summer day, my master sent me warning he'd like to hear me play. On the banjo tapping, I come with dulcet strain. Massive fall and napping, he'll never wake again. And then the fifth stanza, he's like, "My love, I gotta leave you while the river's running high." And my student's like, "Did he just kill his master and then run away?" And it's like, "Yeah, there might be a there might be a little something something in there." Or just lulled him to sleep with the dulcet tones of the banjo and then took off. No, I like it. That's the first Stephen Foster lyric I like. That no, sounds I really think, good. I, I like his style. Because he says, I'm never going to see you again. I got to go. I got to run while the river is high. Um, yeah, so there might be a few coded songs in his. Fair enough. Bag. Hey, I want to do one more shout out. And I would like to um, nerdily suggest this, which is I'd like to talk about great music venues in the places that we uh, are like supposedly visiting. And I want to give a shout out to the Syria Mosque, yeah. which is one of the first great rock and roll ballrooms you know like the it was the Fillmore of Pittsburgh it was like an old hippie ballroom it was in the round which makes it kind of unique to a lot of these other places but the Syria Mosque was home to some some phenomenal concerts and 
three really great bootlegs. I know about Syria Mosque because the Who's Tommy performance there in 69 and the band's 1970 performance supporting Stage Fright and the Allman Brothers, uh, one of their last shows before Dwayne passes away on the 71 tour that created the At Fillmore East record, uh, a recording of their Syria Mosque show uh, is also available. And it's just, you can tell it was a great place to play because those three surviving recordings, each band is just like on point. Like it's, it, they're yeah. just, and you can see the the band and the Allman Brothers sets on YouTube and uh, they are both um, highly recommended for me. Just great performances. Well, a fun little exercise is to go to Wikipedia and Google Syria Mosque and look at who has played there uh yeah you'll be overwhelmed at the music history that that particular venue features uh really terrific stuff but we've got to get to our three songs or events or people or venues jeff you want to go first Season yeah three? sure um so I had the good fortune of uh, spending a year on the road in the Rich Price Band, uh, and we were always the opening act, and we jumped on little uh, mini tours with people. Like We would be like on the road with one band for 10 days, and then we'd disappear, and we'd go join another band, and we they were all always wrapping up their tours, and we were always like, okay, well, enjoy home. We're going to go stay in this band and go play for two weeks with somebody else. One of the best bands we played with was actually from Pittsburgh. They're the Clarks, and they're a great indie Americana rock band awesome. who uh, didn't uh, never really push the zeitgeist, but had a great following in Pittsburgh. We did not have the good fortune of playing their hometown show, but we played my hometown. We played two nights at the Rams Head in Annapolis, Maryland with the Clarks. And uh, so it was, it was fun to be in my hometown playing in front of some old high school friends. And I believe my parents came that night uh, in the Rich Price Band. But the Clarks every night had a song that just kicked me in the ass. It is from their 2004 record, which they were supporting on that tour, uh, which is called Fast Moving Cars. But I love this song. And it will always make me think of that tour and those super nice guys. So my Pittsburgh song is Wait a Minute by the Clarks Let's uh, from 2004. All right.
really capture what it was like to be on that tour. I was like incredibly bored and also felt incredibly rushed all the time. Okay. You spend all day driving and just like, oh, this will never end. And then you get to the venue and you have like 75 minutes to unpack, set up the gear, change, throw food in your mouth, play a set, tear it all down. <laughs> and then you're adrenaline and you're sweaty. And then it's another 23 and a half hours before you get to do something again. And that like, wait a minute, can you slow the car down? Can we just take a second? Can I just look at what I'm looking at? Like every night I was like, well, I feel like that all the time on this yeah. tour. And those guys really they put on a great show. And that song meant a lot. Like every time they got to that song, like they dug in a little harder. So that's my tune. Good stuff. The Clarks. They were on my list. All right, Ben Barton. What do you got for Pittsburgh? I wasn't in favor of choosing Pittsburgh first, but I do, in fact, quite like and have a huge soft spot for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You may have heard the old political saw about the state of Pennsylvania, which is that it's Philadelphia on one end and Pittsburgh on the other end and Alabama in the middle. Yep. And um, my family is from Western Pennsylvania. And so I spent a lot of time in Western Pennsylvania. And um, my parent, the uh, Grove City College is a super conservative Christian college. And it's kind of a sad little town now. It's like uh, the biggest thing in Grove City is the college. And then the second biggest thing is the outlet mall. Um, it's 20 minutes from Oil City, Pennsylvania, which is the hub of wealth in Pennsylvania in 1880. Like it was, first it was a big oil state and then it was a big coal state. Then it was a big steel state. And so if you know those three industries, you know that it's amazing that Pittsburgh remains a nice town. I spent a lot of time in industrial, uh, the industrial Midwest. Um, and in particular, like the, the Grove City is actually closer to Youngstown, Ohio. So weirdly, I've been at Youngstown three or four times. And so the comparison between Pittsburgh and Youngstown is quite instructive. They did an amazing job in Pittsburgh of keeping that place afloat. Um, it's really quite likable and they've transitioned. They have like biotech and med stuff there and Carnegie Mellon is super yeah, big. Great um, they also have amazing bones there. Like, there's a uh, neighborhood that's just got mansions in it. And here are the names of the people who had mansions in this neighborhood. Frick, Westinghouse, Carnegie, Hines, and Mellon. So wow. they were doing pretty well in Pittsburgh. And in you fact, know, they all became the Beatles that were signed right there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's, that, that's right. They were the most, they were such great music people. The Fab Five, uh, they were called. In the, in um, Torts 2, I teach the Johnstown Flood. And right. that's how wealthy Pittsburgh was, that they could dam up a river and destroy an entire town by drowning and no one paid for it. That's how rich and amazing Pittsburgh was. That's um, So the, the fact that they've been able to rally, the fact that they've pulled it out and the way that they've done it by sort of leaning on technology and building on what they have um, and not going the route that Cleveland or Detroit or other cities has gone, I find quite admirable. And I think this artist is very emblematic of it. We've discussed this person before, but who cares? I got stuck doing Pittsburgh. I'm just going to choose my favorite art, art, artist from Pittsburgh. Girl Talk. Oh, no. Love this. Hit me. Generals gathered in their masses. Get out of the way. Just like witches at Black Mass. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Evil minds that plot destruction. Get out the way. Sorcerer of death's con- 
instruction. Get out the way, bitch, get out the way. In the fields of bodies burning. Get out the way. As the war machine keeps turning. Get out the way, bitch, get out the way. Death and hatred to mankind. Get out the way. Poisoning their brainwashed minds. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Great. So that's Ludacris's move, bitch, and Black Sabbath's War Pigs mixed. And I love the, 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 first of all, War Pigs is a great song, but I love the combination of them where Ozzy's describing like the warmongers and I you know. just got Ludacris yelling, move, bitch. So, <laughs> so funny and great. Uh, uh, awesome. Well, uh, I, I too chose Girl Talk. So this is great. I really like my song. I really like that Girl Talk is uh, still making music. And what he's done now is he's actually um, kind of tapped into the Pittsburgh hip hop scene and he's working with fellow artists and not just by himself and not just mixing. Um, and, and we talked about Stephen Foster creating music for black-faced white entertainers and i like that in 2022 where we're girl talks bridging the gap and getting hip-hop and black artists center stage with his music hit it jeff simons Fly, work the wheel. Ice cold piece of chain, you can cheat. Fuck up, tough look, that's your loss. I buy no matter what it costs. No matter where I be, motherfucker, I floss. There's no such thing as too much sauce. I got ends in the south, I got money in a safe. I don't bother with corn when it's bread on my plate. I don't share, I scrap. I got bells of bass in the trunk of the coat. Two fifteens, I need. She ain't choose, been a pimp since the womb. Oh, look, I'm trying to break the mold and catch a meal to Big Crit and Girl Talk together here on 50 Years of Music with 50 Year Old White Guys. I mean, totally on brand. But I like that song. It's good stuff. I, and it's true that there can never be too much sauce. That's There's right. just no question about that. That is a, for those of you looking for a mantra for life, that's a good one. Well, I also love that Girl Talk uh, connects the three of us because it it was uh, the two of you who made me go see Girl Talk uh, when you brought me to Bonnaroo. And I was like, oh, look at us in season three. Yeah. Girl Talk bringing us together once again. Good stuff. Hey, I, speaking of mantras, do you guys have a, uh, a thing you say to yourself when you need to... Uh... You need a little inspiration because I actually have recorded myself a mantra to listen to, like before a tough meeting or like when I when something goes Ooh, awry. What is it? I, I'm going to play it for you. 
You don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I've been playing that before difficult conversations, and it's really helped me out. So I just want to shout oh, out yeah. Bernie Mac, who's been the, the it's been the best thing I've done for myself since the year started. Was just I have that little sound clip on my uh, computer for when All I right. need it. So Bernie Mac, I'm not scared of you, motherfuckers. You don't understand <laughs> is the important part. <laughs> the other parts. <laughs> That's not the other part's just gravy. But All like right. when I'm really like when people are like coming at me and it's something's complicated, I just you know occasionally have to close the door and go, you don't understand. <laughs> That's amazing. I really like that. Yeah, I really like that too, Jeff. I am gonna start working that well, in. You're welcome to borrow it. We can we can co-share it. It could be the mantra of season three. That's if right. We, if we want it to be. Daily affirmations here on the podcast. Also, yeah. we made it all the way through without discussing the film "The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh," which feels like a major oversight. Have you? I assume, Timmy, that you saw that movie as a kid. Of course. We also didn't bring up Sister Sledge. I thought that was a victory, Jeff Simons. I, oh, but you met us, Gabe Kaplan. Did you see that movie? Tim? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben, did you see it? Yeah, that's the Bernard King one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. he's the uh, he's the Michael Gabe Kaplan Hill. plays like the coach who's got to come and save the ABA yeah. team. It's yeah. It's got, I mean, it's a time capsule movie because it's like, what if the Bad News Bears were a basketball team and 25 years old and high as hell and they just made a movie? It's pretty great. That's probably, yeah, that was probably the inspiration. Uh, there's also the female basketball player. who has oh, to No, pass- that's a different movie. That's a different, there's two different basketball movies. That's the one, the female basketball player is Swish. Yes. Right. That's, that's a different it. movie, and it has the it has the white thug who attacks people. There's God. two different '70s basketball movies. You're one's right. The Fish that Saved Pittsburgh, and one's Fast Break. I think Fast yes. Break. So Fast Break is Gabe Kaplan, who's in The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. Oh my God, I've got him conflated in my head. You're right. Oh my gosh, I, I don't remember. remember. Oh, see, I I, like I tried to cue that up, and I got it all wrong. I'm the worst. No, you're not the worst. We're just a little rusty. We've had a month off. It's going to take us some time to get back in the swim. I Can thought cursed a lot too. I thought big crit was the fish that say Pittsburgh is Dr. J's movie. Not Bernard I was King. wrong. Yeah, totally. Okay. So it's Bernard King is in, is in fast break. Fast break. Yeah. Okay. That's a great double feature, by the way, if we ever really get desperate, we could just put those two movies on and uh, talk about them. That when could feel like a whole evening. <laughs> that'll be the season oh my God. when we're 67 years old. That'll be the, all right. Dude, the poster for Fitch and Save Pittsburgh, Julius Irving, Jonathan Winters, Meadowlark <laughs> Lemon, and Flip Wilson starring in the Fish and Save Pittsburgh. There you go. That's a lie. That's pretty sweet ha- right there. That's totally like who was hanging around out front at Warner Brothers when they needed <laughs> to make a movie. It's like, you guys, come here, come here. Yeah, you, Flip, come here. I've got an idea. You're going to love this. Dr. J, say hello. Uh, all right. Well, still, we might be ending our podcast, but Amy Rigby is coming up. So yeah. don't you leave us. Uh, it is the artist in residence portion of season three. Give Amy Rigby a chance. Gentlemen. Super sorry. The, 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 the tail end of Fish and Sage Pittsburgh includes Stockard Channing as <laughs> Mana Mondia. Oh my God! Amazing. Michael V. Gazzo as Harry the Trainer. That's the guy who's uh, kills himself at the end of Godfather One. Right. Oh. Wow. And it's got Kareem. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. In case you're wondering. Um. All right. Have you packed your bags for next week? 
Yeah, but Tell I don't, us, have, where a, we I don't going? have a ticket. Where are we going? We're going to Australia. Get your shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> By the way, that's like negative a million that you just said shrimp on the barbie. How many, how many crocodile Dundee jokes have you already got in the holster? That's not Australia? a knife. Are we doing all, the this whole continent or just Sydney or it's just Australia? We're doing Australia. And we've awesome. got a we've got a guest who's going to explain the difference to us between Sydney and Melbourne. Fantastic! Yeah. And we're not doing New Zealand. We're not going to insult no, New, Zealand New Zealand by throwing in own, New Zealand. Its own podcast, New Zealand. Man, it'll happen down the road. Okay, gentlemen, I will see you in Australia. All right, Timmy, looking forward Thanks, to guys. it. Thanks, guys. Kangaroo. Bye. Okay, Welcome. Yes to Amy Rigby, our, our Pittsburgh artist in residence. Congratulations, Amy. Why I got out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Luckily, our qualifications for artist in residence um, does not require you to still be there or even having been there in the last, what, 40 years or so? <laughs> that's Wow, yeah, um, maybe even more. I I I left in 1976. So Woo! Well, that <laughs> is right uh, in the in the market of our target audience. We're okay. For, okay. Good. Good. I mean, I have I have been back plenty of times, but, right. but I like physically like moved away. Right. And, and so, were you 16 or 17 when you moved away? I was 17. 17. 17, and you went off to. To New, to New York City. I, I I went to I left high school a year early to go. I got accepted a year early to Parsons School of Design. Oh, sure. Yeah. And um, you know, I wanted to go to art school and I really wanted to go to New York, most of all. Okay. Um, and and so that was a good a good way to talk my parents into letting me go. <laughs> <laughs> so Pittsburgh did not have too, too much a hold on you. Well, you know, I mean, the drinking age was 21. And and so uh -huh. I never like set foot in a club. You know, I, I mean, I don't think even like fake IDs weren't even really a thing back then. <laughs> you, you know, there was a bar on Banksville Road where you could actually buy like a six pack and they never they didn't card anybody. And of course we used to like drive down to West Virginia to buy right. beer. Um, but, but not, not to say like drinking was my main focus. I'm just <laughs> saying like, you couldn't really go to like a nightclub if you were like a teenager back then. So. Right. You, you'd mentioned you saw a few bands, uh, what at, at three rivers or at the civic arena back in yeah, the day. Um, yeah. You'll have to read my memoir, Girl to City, because I wrote quite a bit about. Um, oh, oh you, you've you have. Jeff, heard... have you read it? Yeah, I'm in the middle yeah. of it. I um, oh. I actually started it through the podcast you're retelling. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah thanks. Really I did impressed. it as I did it as a podcast, like oh, I did neat. each ep each uh, chapter as an episode, and um, yeah. but but yeah, the, I like when I was finishing the book I kind of ended up having to like cut most of my childhood out because people are always like oh but New York's so much more like once you get to New York right. it's more you know childhood is you know you kind of had to condense it but I did talk about um going to see of course Elton John at the Civic Arena the Yellow Brick Road wow. tour which I don't think it was his first Pittsburgh appearance, I think. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, I, I, yeah, I, cause I think I even said in the book, like he played in Cleveland before, but he'd never been to <laughs> Pittsburgh. And, you know, that took, took that as, you know, I found that to be, you know, offensive, but, um, right. <laughs> but also um, saw, uh, you know, at, at Three Rivers Stadium, they had a couple like really these big, like, right package shows i i saw one that was like i saw pink floyd there um where the and i even had to look this up that i remembered that they had these inflatable like big pyramid and pig and everything and and that they um and i remembered one of them like that the string broke and it flew away (laughs) and i actually I thought, did I dream that? Was that real? And I actually looked it up and like searched like it really Pittsburgh happened. and it really did happen. Yeah, that's I a think- famous that's a famous story. And, you know, the Simpsons make a lot of fun of that, right? Like exactly. Uh, Peter I- Frampton's pig and hullabalooza goes flying off. And so right, great. exactly. I know. <laughs> and it really did happen. And um, and then, yeah, like I saw David Bowie, the station to station tour wow. at, at a Civic Arena, saw the Beach Boys at Civic Arena. Um, and uh, so anyway, it was the era of those big, you know, those big arena. And Pittsburgh was drawing inches. people in. They, Pittsburgh wasn't a little sleepy town on on the no, river. No, honestly, I mean, I think and, uh, you know, sometimes I think you know, someone should write this, how Pittsburgh has this. And I think Bruce Springsteen even talks about it in his book. Every, it feels like every artist has some epic or like weird um, Pittsburgh gig story. Springsteen, that was the one where he like turns and he goes to launch into the first song and the band are like playing ping pong backstage (laughs) and um what about carly simon you know like her famous final show before she kind of retired from live performing where she totally had this crazy meltdown on stage uh i can't remember was it the stanley theater maybe ended up inviting the audience on stage to like massage her shoulders and stuff and like (laughs) get her through the show because it was so she was just having a traumatic, you know so anyway and there's and there's uh, you know those are just two but i know that there's many many others i'm I'm sure so you you went to shows at the civic arena arena three rivers but you weren't allowed into like nick's fat city or the electric banana or the staircase lounge no, um, I have an older brother and he went to a couple shows at like Syria Mosque. Yeah. I always regret not going to see Springsteen at his famous like Syria Mosque, I think, show right. that it was what the Born to Run um, tour that, you know, was just like, I think, you know, he he has a pretty um, strong relation to to Pittsburgh, but um. But yeah, I didn't go to the smaller places. I only ever heard of the electric banana, like when I was married to uh, Will Rigby from the DBs. Uh-huh. He, he told me about them playing at the electric banana and how uh, the Johnny banana said, um, 
like you you guys didn't play long enough and he had like a gun <laughs> i had a gun on the desk and you know just like um i'm sure there was more i'm not telling it very well and i know there was more to it but um but that that was probably one of the first you know like will was like one of the first um professional musicians i knew who actually like toured around and stuff so that was that was really my first um you know uh actual story of a of right. a Pittsburgh gig. I mean my brother and I met a guy who called himself Johnny Angola at the time. Okay. He, he was in a band. God now I can't remember what what band he was in. But um but it was like one of the first like five Pittsburgh punk bands. I, right. I, I can't remember what Johnny Angola. Great yeah, name. Johnny he's still he's still a friend of mine but but he goes by his real name now, but um, now I just can't remember what the name of his band was, but they, I just met him cause they came to New York mm. to play like an out of town gig. And that was, you know, such a, um, that was a rarity back then. There really wasn't that like indie touring circuit, you know, right. that we, yeah. that grew up in the eighties, but like back in the like late seventies and early 80s that that just did local bands it was all local bands even even in new york like right you'd have to be a pretty big band to like get a gig and and at cbgb's or something like it it wasn't like it became later with your own musical career and your your artistic journey how do you think pittsburgh left its mark on you in in some way either like your rejection of it or or your childhood there I think, you know, like in my book, I, I, a figure that crops up a lot is Andy Warhol, because um, really, like, if you came from Pittsburgh, you, you know, most people I knew, like, didn't really know any, like, professional artists or musicians, right. you know, it just like wasn't something that was commonplace. But everybody knew of Andy Warhol. And, um, and so I think, um you know, just the idea of like going out to, you know, into the world and like making your mark did make a strong impression. And I did get um, accepted to that. Well, he went there. It was like Carnegie Museum did like this Saturday program for students from all over the city to come and study art. You know, that was that was like, I really did not enjoy it, but but it was like, But it was like a first, you know, um, example of like people from all over doing, you know, oh, oh, like we're special. We make art. You know, this is like, you know, it, it kind of was a way to like distinguish yourself. And that had a a, a big impact on me. And I don't sure. if I had lived somewhere else, maybe it wouldn't have felt so special or unique or something to to get called you know to get like chosen to do something like that maybe maybe everybody yeah (laughs) carnegie's money being put to good use for the uh, youth of pittsburgh well let me let me ask you a final question oh but Uh, one more thing i want to say sure which i think is very important when you talk about pittsburgh is that the radio in Pittsburgh was fantastic. Like, okay. you know, maybe it was fantastic all over the country in its own way. But uh-huh. I think Pittsburgh, it really is known as being, you know, like a, a very important 
place for like pop radio of the 60s and then into like the 70s with FM radio. And it just was a very powerful, uh, it was, you know, it was like, I think it was really important um, for just like as a music fan, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that that was kind of the linchpin for everything to me was like all those pop songs on on KQV, you know. (laughs) Now, did you have a, a radio in your bedroom like growing up? Um, remember having you know like how some people say they went to sleep with like a radio that was jeff (laughs) jeff talked about that yeah (laughs) i had to like grew i had to my dad could wake up through anything so i had to actually put the clock radio (laughs) and then fall asleep and then get like a plastic (laughs) grid that's really cute i like that you want seven that was my (laughs) yeah i didn't have to go that far i i i just remember like even you know my my mom liked um, she had a Corvair and like, she liked the, she liked, um, you know, whatever, like the current, uh, music was on, on oh, pop radio in the sixties, you know, right. it, it was a real smorgasbord, you know, I'm so sure. it wasn't, you know, so, um, and so I think that was, that was really, uh, important. Well, here, so here's the final question of the, okay. of the night and thanks again for being with us. This is an impossible question. So if it takes a second, it's okay. But do you have a favorite musical memory from Pittsburgh, whether it's uh, you're you're a teenager and a fan or you're playing gigs there as an adult or or even as a little kid? Is there anything that sticks out in your mind where you associate Pittsburgh and music together? Well, I have to say opening for Warren Zevon at Rosebud um, was like and, and he was and my parents were both there. And like my brother, my older brother was a huge Zevon fan. That's oh, probably how I heard of him. And so like, it just meant so much. And like Warren wanted to meet my mom and dad. Oh. And, um, you know, he was just like such a sweetheart to them. And, um, and it just like to like, and yeah, to play for the crowd, for his crowd in my hometown, wow. feeling that pride, like, you know, like that, I guess, you know, it, it, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> what an awesome, awesome story. Well, Amy Rigby, thank you so much for being on 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White you. Guys. It's an, it's an honor. I, <laughs> You've never I really, heard of it. I, I never heard of it, but it's I feel I do feel honored. I really appreciate that, that, it. I think that's how most people feel about the show. Is that they haven't heard of it, but it seems hey, like we, a good idea. Yeah, we keep our <laughs> expectations low, you know. <laughs> right. We're nothing if not realists. Everyone, check out Girl to City, which is Amy's memoir about her journey in music. And you can go on to, do you prefer people find you on Spotify or do you care where they start to Um, listen to her? I I think some of my music is not on Spotify. You can find me on Bandcamp. um, Because, yeah, like my first solo album's not, I don't know. You can just like. that. that It's not the full. It's not all on there. It's a great place to go. But Amy's. uh, Amy's has a deep, rich catalog, totally worthy of investigation. Great stuff. She's a great singer and songwriter, and we're thrilled that you could spend some time with oh, us. Oh, well, I really enjoyed it. Thanks so All much. All right. Thanks, Amy. Okay, Bye-bye. Take care, you guys. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. 
Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electric Acid. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electric Acid Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electric Acid to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. ElectroCast. Transform your influence. ElectroCast. ElectroCast. 